Hello and welcome back to the latest Think Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Led by Galway native Warren Healy, Club Force is on a mission to help grassroots sports organisations stay on top of their game through its innovative club management system. Focused on global growth, the Club Force platform is evolving into a complete sports management system that will help transform how club members, sports clubs and their governing bodies interact with each other. Clubforce is a company that has come out of the west of Ireland uh, and, and, and aims to empower participation in sports and volunteering and, and, and uh, the prowess of players and, and, and the actual ability to manage clubs. Uh, Warren, tell us about your own background, because I, I was just reading up, you have an international dimension to your story. And, and tell, tell us about how your love of sports combined with your, 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 your world travel has, has, has com- combined to help you create a business out of the west of Ireland. Uh, great to meet you, John. Uh, thanks very much for the opportunity. Yeah, so uh, like I'm from uh, uh, Connemara, a place called Karna. We call it Next Stop America. And uh, <laughs> grew, grew up there, went to school there, came into Galway. And then, um, like everybody else uh, in the 80s, or like a lot, an awful lot of people, I left um, left Ireland and went to, to America and uh, spent many years over there. Uh, while I was there, um, played all kinds of different sports, normally with Irish clubs. So I played rugby with the Washington Irish and uh, played GAA with the Washington DC Gales. Um, so I stayed there for about 13 or 14 years, had, had a started a family over there. And then at one stage, when the kids were getting to a point where we needed to either stay or go, uh, we decided to to go and to come back to Ireland. So we, we came back, uh, back to Galway. And um, when we came back, I was, like in, in talking to the local club, um, a lot of the conversations were about fundraising efforts that they would have tried to get me involved in years ago. But the payment mechanism was check or cash. And that was clearly never going to work. Uh, you were never going to be able to send a check to Karna from um, to, or, or from America to Karna to help them with their fundraising efforts. So what we did was we built, uh, we formed a small entity, just a little bit of software. It wasn't a company, but we called it Local Lotto. And what it was, was uh, a bit of software that allowed clubs to manage their online lottery sales, primarily in our minds to all of the other expats who were left back in America. After I left, I knew that they were still over there. And I knew that like me, they were looking for ways to support the club. So we built a small bit of software and we, we sent it up. Karna was the first club to use it uh, and it was never never a company. So we, we saw sales coming in from places like Boston, New York, primarily Boston and other parts around the world. Not a huge amount, but uh, enough for us to kind of take to, to look at it. But the interesting point was that we found that an awful lot of people from points much more local were engaging also. So we, we kind of built it for the expat market. And then suddenly, current people living in Galway and Dublin and Cork started going on as well and playing the local club lottery. So th- that was kind of, uh, I suppose, our first insights in that in the, this might be a little bit bigger than we thought it was. But from, from that point on, then other clubs were watching what, what Karna were doing and they were saying, look, can we have a little bit of that as well? Can we try that software? And it started to gain its, its own legs, really. Um, and and the, the one thing that we did really, really well at the very beginning was we listened. We, we listened intently to everybody who was using it. And because we were listening, we identified that, OK, this is probably this thing probably has a little bit of legs here. And at, at the, it got to the point where there was maybe 20 or 30 primarily 
West of Ireland clubs, Galway Mayo clubs using the system to sell their lottery tickets. And then one of the bigger county boards came on and they put the the, the, the power of a county board behind it. And then it just it just took off. And we then decided, OK, this is something uh, that we need to form a company. So we formed a company at that stage and it's been growing ever since. And, and you recently, uh, er, earlier this year, you guys raised two and a half million uh, to bring it to the next level. So it's interesting to see how it, it evolved from uh, a, an idea, a, you know, a, a passion, an insight or, you know, an enthusiasm and into a business. And, uh, you know, everything about Club Force suggests to me that it can travel like you, you, you can you can take this beyond uh, the west of Ireland to 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 not only the diaspora but I suppose beyond the Irish mindset to to just clubs anywhere in the world that need this functionality this ability to uh, manage themselves raise money uh, and more tell, tell us about the platform and, and having raised that money what you want the platform to be like in terms of how people will use it clubs will use it across many many different kinds of sports and different geographies yeah, so so while its while its roots were in in one GAA club, it 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 grew fairly significantly, and, and I remember having one conversation at the time we were still one bit of software, and the company was called Local Lotto. Mm. Um, but I had a conversation with one particular guy in in a club, and he said to me, he said, "Look, you've done a great job getting our members online to to buy lottery tickets." could you expand the platform to allow them to pay for tickets for memberships? And again, because we, and it, it, it can be a difficult thing to do to listen, but, but the, the key thing we did was we listened and we thought, well, that's an excellent idea as well. So we expanded the platform at that stage to be much, much more than just lottery. And very, very quickly, in fact, in, in probably a three to four month period, we saw that the revenue coming through for lottery was less than the member mem- the, the 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 revenue coming through for for membership. So there began the platform journey. We began to see that there was much much more there. And you're you're right. It was all about managing the club at the time. So we expanded the platform and we renamed to a, to an entity called My Club Finances. So like in in when, when we were raising the funds, one of the the, the potential fund, funders said to us, "Well, it's great that you've pivoted a number of different times." you've pivoted to where the market's going in, in my belief we, we haven't really pivoted at all it's always been a you know it's it's been a linear journey we've expanded the services that we've been provided but we and we've changed our names but we haven't really pivoted so it's mm. it's now all about the platform we've so right now clubs can do everything on this one platform they can collect their membership revenue they can collect they can sell tickets for an event so there's a like nace gaa club up in in uh, in kildare run teenage when we could run teenage discos they were running teenage discos through the platform they can run summer camps through the platform so it's now all about the platform and and the latest iteration of the names and we hope it's the last name i think it probably is is, is club force <laughs> so we've gone from lotto local lotto to my club finances to to club force all in a very linear journey but we've been expanding as we talk to volunteers in clubs and and like our passion in this organization is to build software that helps volunteers. Like that's our one thing, because we know like in, in all the journeys that, that I've had around the country here, I talk to volunteers all the time. And I, I remember being down in, in, uh, in Limerick with the volunteers in, in Young Munster. And they were telling me about all of these fantastic things that the club were doing. And I, and I wondered, God, why aren't you telling everybody about all these wonderful things that you as a small group of volunteers are doing day in day out and you're benefiting the entire nation because you're working with children 
to provide a healthy, joyous environment for those children to grow up so that we as a nation can benefit from it. So, so that's that, that sounds a little bit lofty, but that was the insight that I got from talking to the to the volunteer group in, in, in Young Munster. And that's replicated all over the country. The, the work that's done, and we all kind of know this, but the work that's done by volunteers right across the country, day in, day out, seven days a week, especially on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays, yeah. as we all know, is, is, is incredible. Yeah. And for, yeah. for the most part, it goes unheralded. So that's, that's our passion in here is to, is, to, is to build software on the platform that makes the life of the volunteer easier. So, so that, that involves, right now, there's, we've got a communications element in it. We've got uh, app communications, email communications, all kinds of different things that will help the volunteer. So the funding that we got recently, so we, we did, we raised a, a, a good chunk of uh, investment funding uh, just at the end of 2020, just as we were coming uh, well, in, at the end of the, of the pandemic, we hope. And that's to allow us to further expand the platform so we have lots of additional ideas here where we're going to expand the reach of the platform. So if, if and it's again, it's not a pivot. It's just it's the same linear direction. So we started at Lotto, we expanded to everything else. We've changed our names and now we're going up to the governing bodies of sports. And, and so we're, our aspiration is to build one fully connected system. That, that allows the volunteers to be as effective as possible. And that includes the, the staff and governing bodies. So we've, yeah, we've got a lot of partnerships coming down, coming down the lines, like with Output Sports, again, a fantastic innovative company in, uh, in Dublin, in UCD. Um, so one of the things that we're building again on the platform is this ecosystem. So what we want to build is the platform, one platform for the volunteers in sport, to be able to look into and get all of the things that are relevant to them. And uh, partnerships with, with companies like Output Sports would be key to that. Because across the world, when you think when you think about it, um, <clears throat> the whole backbone of every club, you know, okay, you, you can look at the, the professional clubs and all that and all the money that goes around with that, but reality is no matter where you are in the world, no matter what sport it is, whether it's cricket or soccer or GAA, Camogie, you name it, every, every sport, the real backbone the essence is the volunteer the the essence is also the player and, and i see what you're doing there with output sports for example kind of bridges that gap so it's one thing to manage the finances and keep on top of things because you're right people are giving up their own time they're working every day then they're probably coming home for a quick bite to eat and going back out onto the pitch or whatever <laughs> probably more marriages are broken up over sports than i can count but you know what i mean but the, the reality is that these people are giving all of their time and now you know it takes all of that time and effort to manage things, keep on top of finances, you know, um, but also then it comes down to, you know, the next part I see is then excellence when it comes to being on the pitch or, or on the track or whatever, whatever the, the medium is with the sport. But the, the, the alliance with output sports seems to be kind of bridging that gap. So it's one thing to kind of keep a track of your finances, but now you're trying to maybe try to keep on tap on, on track of your, 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 your players fitness. So it seems to be kind of your, the, and I like the word ecosystem there because you, you know, you say it's not like you're suddenly diverting in a different direction. You, you're, you're keeping on track. Uh, it, it, may I use a, a pun in the sense that it's like club force is almost like the sales force of, you know, the, the business of sports, I mean, the, the business from the point of view of the passion, the volunteer and the player. Um, and, and that ecosystem is very important there. So the next part is excellence of the, of the players too. 
Yeah, no, absolutely, it, it is. Um, but but it, and it's but it's not just about the the excellence of the player. It's 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 about joy mm. for players. And and this is if you talk to volunteers, that they're, they're say there's a group of of. Uh, and I'm a member of Salt Hill, not a car right now at the GAA club. And there's there's 72 volunteers who go out there every single weekend. They're focused on making sure that the children have a good experience. It's not about it's not about having uh, winning every single match anymore. It's about healthy, joyous, creating healthy, joyous environments. But but we do need to protect those volunteers also. So we need to provide them with systems that protect them. So yeah. things like guard vetting, uh, is, is there a system in place to make sure that all of that is covered? Uh, even like during COVID, is there a system in place to make sure that they've got their COVID certificates, that they're mapping attendances? So these are all the things that we focus on. We look at the difficulties, we listen, we understand the difficulties, and then we build a, we build the service through the platform to make the life of that particular volunteer yeah, easier. Get, getting rid of the frictions, I suppose, and you know, allowing them to focus on the matter at hand, which is just the joy the sport yeah absolutely but and the interesting thing though from our perspective is that like as part of our journey once we raise the funds to, to enhance the platform we, we put together a, a a group of people an international group of people we call it the external advisory group so these are people who have fantastic experience in governing sports worldwide so there are people from swim usa there are people from swim ireland uh, on this group and they're advising us what the market needs. So we listen to this external advisory group and they're telling us um, what the market's looking for. We, we can build software, but we don't necessarily know exactly what every element of the market needs. Mm. They'll tell us again, going back to the to the to the the old skill of listening. Um, so <laughs> they're, they're advising us. But what, what's also interesting here is that this is not just an Irish play anymore. This is a global play. Mm. And as part of the, the, the funds that we've raised, we, we our, our, our sites are set on always minding Ireland because that's our home market and we always want to mind it. But it's a there's a global opportunity right now. We've got a number of global opportunities that we're pursuing right now with the new developments. Um, and we hope to do all of this from, from Galway. Um, like we, we'll have offices. We, we do have a small office now in London that we're looking to expand. Mm. Our focus is always going to be to drive this from Galway because I don't see that there's any need to to ever move the organ the, the core of the organisation out of Galway. Everybody enjoys coming to Galway um, because the weather is always wonderful down here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it, 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 it's a global opportunity that we're going after right now. The funds, and I have to say that. You know, government agencies can sometimes get a bad rap, but uh, Enterprise Ireland um, have been a fantastic assistance to us through the years uh, and no more especially than, than now. So there's an awful lot of really good, uh, I suppose, organisations helping us do this mm. from the investors mm. to, the, to the, the, the key management staff to the staff in here. It, it, it's all about the team. When you took on the investment, uh, the plan was to double the, the size of the staff. So where, where do you see the company maybe, you know, a year or two down the road? Do you see, and if there's any kind of like, I suppose, barrier to that growth, you know, is, is talent a main issue for you guys? Like, I mean, it is and it isn't in, from the point of view of location because location is almost kind of irrelevant now because of COVID and you can probably get the talent you need anywhere in the world. And if it's a global play, that adds to that potential. Yeah, it's like talent is always uh, top of top of our minds in here. Both finding talent, 
but then keeping talent. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not sure if, you, if you've been reading uh, any of the literature right now around HR circles, but there's a there's a global, um, the, the, they're calling it the great resignation, where people are leaving organizations, um, sometimes for nothing to go. So we're, we're, we're trying to tap into that, um, or, or, or we're trying to identify that and, and putting in ways that we can not be impacted negatively by mm. this global trend that's happening. So it's all about mining, uh, finding the key staff, but then doing everything in our power to mine that the, the key staff. And, and I, I'm in the lucky position to say, to be able to say, and I know a number of business owners uh, around the city and around the country, um, that there's nobody in this organization right now that we, we can do without. We, we want to keep everybody in the organization. But you're absolutely right. Uh, it's, it's a key thing for us is identifying and keeping key staff. Right now, before the pandemic, we were we had 15 people in the company. Uh, right now, we're up to 43. Uh, going to to fifty, uh, if we can if we can find the the the, the, the proper the engineers to, to join the organisation, um, so we're hoping to be at fifty and then up to over a hundred, um, based all over the world really, but but with, with its headquarters in Galway over the next two to three years. That, that there are plans. Because that's the thing, I mean, and uh, the geography aspect of it, I mean, I liked what you said there, Karen, a last stop for, for the States, uh, <laughs> South America. Uh, where where are the headwinds taking you? Like, I mean, uh, the I mentioned there before we talked, uh, I was on a bus in San Francisco looking out the window on the way to some place, an Alice Cooper concert in Treasure Island. Looked out the window, there was a bunch of lads playing hurley. Uh, we have GAA teams, for example, and rugby teams all over the world. Uh, we've got Hong Kong, Shanghai, you name it. I guarantee you'll find someone with a with a with a hurley and a slitter or, or something. You know the, the 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 calling cards you guys can have, uh, and and the, the lingo franca of of sports is is a great con- uh, introductory thing. I mean, I mean, there's there's very little in your way ambition wise as well. But what 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 directions are you going? Where where are the headwinds taking you first? Do you think the UK will be the next market? Will the US? Or are you just going to go grow on all geographies? Well, well, the US. Or, sorry, the the UK is very definitely uh, our immediate headwind and we're already there uh, we've got quite a number of, of uh, organizations working with us in the UK and in fact we've got one person now sitting in the UK full-time um, with an office in in, uh, in London uh, and we're looking at sending over people so so that is uh, a target that we've had for the last year and we've had good success there but but the US is is very definitely a market that's uh, on our radar and it's funny that like we, um, we might end up back in the US where part of this journey be, be began so the, the, the conversation that I had many many years ago about coming back to Ireland go or stay we might end up back there again and um, so so yeah so the, the US is very definitely a market uh, Central America is a market uh, this is um, this is a global opportunity because it's a global problem uh, volunteers all over the world are looking for they they want to do top quality volunteering because they can see they themselves can see the benefit of the work that they're doing every Saturday every Sunday where they they bring joy to to children's lives and and those children continue to play sport and if you play sport um, later in life that there are all kinds of inherent benefits and we all know that research uh, so we need to provide those volunteers with tools. That allow them to do what they want to do much more effectively and those tools need to protect them 
So it, uh, we all know that like the governance issues that are coming down the line, we need to protect the volunteers, we need to protect the children, mm -hmm. uh, we need to pr protect the members of organisations. So that's our focus. Uh, and what the, the, like the pandemic has has shown us that okay, you can be a Galway company, but you can have you can be, you can have a global footprint. Absolutely. Um, like all, all those limitations are now they were never there really because we were always an internet company. But now it's uh, you talk to uh, you know as they say down here in in the west of Ireland, the dogs on the street now know that any opportunity is a is a global opportunity. Because that's the thing. I mean, uh, there's a another example of a great company in in Mayo, Payslip, which is is growing. Uh, you know, a huge element. You know, they've it's makes pay, Payslip software for businesses, uh, led by Fidel McGurk. And again, just showing what's possible, creating hundreds of jobs. And and it's uh, you know, did did did. The overall tech community in the West of Ireland, I think, uh, you know, you've got some great calling cards and some great expertise as in, in, in Galway City alone. You've got the Galway Technology Centre, you've got Porterhouse, some amazing energy. And, and I, I think uh, accentuating that energy should be should be should be a good thing. What do you think we need to do to help uh, in the West of Ireland, you know, accentuate the entrepreneurial ecosystem is already there, tell its story better, but also ultimately help lead to, you know, again, it's a no brainer. And I mean, the West is also a fantastic place to live. Um, you know, you, you probably don't, half of the frictions that you have, say, in the East Coast of Ireland. Uh, what do you think needs to be done to foster a better tech community in, in the West of Ireland? Well, and like, as you said, there, there is a, a very good uh, tech community in Galway. Um, the, and there, there are quite a number of, of, say, government supports. Now, government supports are not always the answer, but I, I think dedicated, targeted government supports can be really, really uh, beneficial to to, uh, to companies anywhere. And the West of Ireland is, is no different. Um, like in our dealings with, say, the likes of, and I've mentioned Enterprise Ireland, in our dealings with them over the last number of years, they have identified, again, they've listened. I suppose they've listened to, to, to people like me complaining about the processes of having to work with a government agency. And over the last number of years, they've changed the way that they've operated to be a much more agile um, organization. So that if you want assistance, they're, they're much more proactive in providing you with that assistance. And it's not a convoluted process anymore. Uh, I remember five or six years ago talking to somebody and they were saying, you don't need to talk to that agency here because they'll, they'll kill you with paperwork, was what he said at the time. That's not the case anymore. So I, I think from a government perspective, um, it's providing those key targeted supports. And it's not always about the money. It, it, it can sometimes be with, and again, this is going back to Enterprise Ireland, and it's not all about Enterprise Ireland this morning, but they've been really fantastic for us. Mm. They, they have offices all over the, all over the world. It's about allowing us as a West of Ireland organisation to tap into contacts that they currently have, strategic contacts that they have in places like New York, Miami, uh, Dallas, and having those people help us get just a foothold in that international market. And once we get the foothold, then we, it's up to us to expand it. But it can, it can be difficult to find where that foothold is when you're so far away from that particular market. But once we get it, then we can expand it if your service is, is, uh, is targeted and ours is, I think. Brilliant. Warren, with that, thank you so much for your time. I have to say, uh, always impressed by the passion and definitely the vision is, is, the, is in the right place. So I, I hope you guys uh, succeed. And I'd say everyone who's into sports and volunteering, keep an eye on Club Force. Thanks very much, Warren. All right. Thanks very much, John. Take care.